Welcome back to the Sutras Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobin was united with Kolna, how the Guru rode up to Kolna's house where he took her on the back of his horse before riding out to meet with the five esteemed six, Jetha, Parana, etc. How they traveled along the path from Lahore to Amritsar, how they met with the commander of the standing army, Baba Buddhaji, and the rest of the army, how they entered Amritsar, how Mata Ganga was just really upset at Guru Hargobin, how she didn't allow Kolna into the main residence. So Guru Hargobin then set up um, Kolna's residence on the south side of Amritsar today where uh, Kolsar stands, Gurdwara Kolsar, which is near uh, Baba Tal Gurdwara. And Guru Hargobin, at the end of the last episode, was setting up, was commanding uh, the sixth then to make a residence there. So chapter 23 now begins describing how Guru Hargobind was within his own residence enjoying his food that night, how within the city of Amritsar there was such a spark of excitement going through the air because of the Guru's arrival from Lahore. In every single alleyway and street in Amritsar, the six lit lamps to welcome the Guru. And in every house there was such bliss from this. They were all singing the praises of Guru Hargobind saying, you know, what a tall and strong guru who has arms like tree trunks his face is even more radiant than the moon as it's free from any marks you know what a beautiful warrior some others were saying oh guru hargobind was was speaking with me when he came into the city he was looking towards me and smiling and laughing in such a beautiful way others were saying oh, guru hargobind he asked me how i was doing when he came into the city others would say oh guru hargobind he looked so gracefully upon me when he entered the city. Others would say, Guru Hargobind's play, what he delights in, is so refined. And others were saying, what a large and powerful form Guru Hargobind has. On top of every large residence there in Amritsar, on top of their rooftop, they had lit lamps. They had placed great beautiful markers on their door. They were saying, you know, it's been so long since Guru Hargobind went off to Lahore with Emperor Jahangir. So everyone in the city was rejoicing at the return of Guru Hargobind, singing the Guru's praise with such love in their heart. Even in the marketplace of Amritsar, everybody had lit lamps. It was as if a great festival was taking place. Everybody enjoyed the night and then rested, woke up early in the morning to bathe, before then going to see Guru Hargobind, who would give them all his darshan, his divine sight to the entire congregation, blessing them all giving them whatever they desired. In that congregation, the sounds of the rabab instrument and the mardang, a type of drum, were sounding off. The shabads were being recited beautifully in rag for the congregation. Great amounts of prashad was being made as well, and everybody eventually then stood up for the ardas, the supplication, before it was distributed. Guru Hargobind, after the morning divan, would then have his lunch, and then he took his afternoon nap. When he woke up, he called for his horse, he mounted it, and then, and then took some men with him along with a hawk to go hunting. They went out into the forest, riding amongst the trees hunting. But now let's hear what's happening in Lahore with that Qazi. When he woke up that next morning, 
He didn't think of anything else in his house other than his money, and he took off immediately to go meet with a minister of the court. As he was walking towards the court, he was passing Guru Hargobind's encampment and saw that no one was there. He had some doubt come to his mind that, you know, are they, are they still sleeping till now? You know, that's odd. They usually get up pretty early. And he thought, well, you know, well, I better go see for myself. And he went towards the camp. He walked around and saw Guru Hargobind was not there anymore. He just saw one big tent there standing, but no one else was there. And his heart just dropped. He was just drowning in anxiety, now thinking that the Guru had taken all his wealth and just left. He was thinking that, you know, just yesterday, Shah Jahan, the emperor, had given the commandment that they would get the money back. You know, who told them to leave so quickly? You know, he left in such a hurry, he wouldn't have to give me the money. And now he's back in Amritsar at home, and that area is so dense with forests. There's no water out there. So the Qazi here is saying this because back in those days, the surrounding area of Amritsar wasn't that built up. Lahore was a major city in that area. In Amritsar, though, surrounding areas were still being built up and built into big cities. So he was thinking, you know, there aren't that many facilities in that area. Maybe the emperor wouldn't have sent his troops there because of the lack of water supply. So maybe it's just best if I go there alone first to get the money. And if I am refused there, then, well, I'll go back to the emperor who will then send his army and will take everything from them. So the Ghazi thought this and then quickly headed to his stables. He jumped on his horse and headed out with one of his servants. Ghazi inquired about Guru Hargobind and somebody along the way told him, Oh yeah, oh yeah, we heard Guru Hargobind already reached Amritsar. There was a great celebration there. When he came there, they lit lamps all across the city. They did great amounts of volley fire from their guns in celebration. So the word here used in the text is actually a Turkish word used by St. Thoksin called Shalak, meaning a volley of fire. You know, when people all together shoot their rifles in celebration. So the messenger is telling the Ghazi, yeah, you know, they were celebrating pretty hard. Countless people came and were singing the praises of the ocean of wisdom, Guru Hargobind. So the Ghazi, hearing this, became more confident, thinking that, oh, well, he's not going to leave home now. He just got to that area. Everybody is there. Everybody's excited. He won't leave with my money so I'll go there I'll get it peacefully or with force he was thinking that you know that Guru's Divan his minister Baba Buddha Ji told me not to say anything bad to the Guru but now if I go there and I get the money everything will be fine but if I don't get that money well all ties between us are broken then so with this thought in mind the, the idiot Rustam Khan the Ghazi he traveled along the path not knowing the exact opposite was going to happen. When he was approaching Amritsar from the west, he could see from a distance how beautiful the city was. The houses looked so amazing. But he also saw horses. Guru Hargobin had come hunting and he was in that direction. So he saw a horse which had such a heavy and large rider on it. And from far he realized, he recognized, oh wait, that's Guru Hargobin. And he was extremely happy thinking that, oh, Khoda, the divine, is in my favor. You know, that I would meet the Guru outside of his house along the path. You know, this way I'll be able to see him right away if he was in his residence. You know, they would have just delayed me. So the Qazi then went up and, and greeted the Guru. Guru Hargobind looked at him. He stopped his horse. When he saw him, the warriors of Guru Hargobind who were behind him 
also stopped and seeing the Kazi, Guru Hargobind said, Oh, Kazi, welcome. Well, you've come here really quickly. And Guru Hargobind, looking at him, gauging his expression and reaction, realized, Oh, wait, this guy is only here for his money, not his daughter. So Guru Hargobind then said again, Well, it's a good thing you've come so fast. The Kazi then replied in happiness, saying, Oh, Guru Hargobind, you, you left so randomly. And Well, firstly, I was thinking that this argument that I had with your minister, you know, Baba Buddhaji, maybe that was the reason, and then you didn't tell me that you were leaving, and all of which had me feeling really worried. And that's why I came so quick. Guru Hargobind, it's been many days since you've paid me, and until I haven't got my money, how can I trust you? Guru Hargobind then at that moment knew for sure that you know, Ghazi had no idea what happened to his daughter. And all the warriors standing behind Guru Hargobind realized that as well, that he had no idea that his daughter rode off with the Guru Hargobind. So uh, the Guru then said to the Ghazi respectfully, Oh Ghazi, you can take the money, however much you think you are owed, but you should stay one night here in Amritsar. We'll have the bill of sale for you written out tomorrow. Don't worry. So in saying this, Guru Hargobind took his warriors and headed back to the city with the Ghazi and along the way, Guru Hargobin quietly said in the ear of one of his Sikhs, quietly said, uh, listen, uh, go back quickly to Amritsar ahead of us and tell Golma that her father has come from Lahore and that she should make food for him. We'll send your father to you and you should serve him with your own hands. Stand near him. We have a fan over him. Treat him with great respect during all of this. So the Sikh heard this and then he quickly takes off. He rides ahead of the whole group. He gets back into the city. He gets where Kola is. The Sikh then meets with the servant of Kola and relays all that information to her that Kola's father was coming from Lahore and that she should serve with her own hands him and sit with him and treat him with respect. So Kola heard this message and then with great love for the Guru's word began making the food. And she made all types of delicious food for her dad she made sweet food salty food just a large variety she did all of this because of the guru's command and also since it was a, her own father it was evening time when guru hargobind returned from that hunting expedition and they set up a divan at the akal takat where all the warriors sat guru hargobind had the ghazi sit near him with respect and then asked him ghazi did you eat along the way did you stop at all or Ghazi then replied saying, yeah, we ate once along the way and it was really tough traveling all that distance, but uh, you know, we'll make something now and eat uh, tonight since we're staying the night though. And then Guru Hargobind said, oh, don't worry. We had already sent a messenger ahead of us to prepare your food. So come if you're hungry and go meet with the other, other Turks so that you can have your type of food there with them. So Guru Hargobind then turned over to one of the six and said, you know, take the Ghazi with you to the house of Kola so he can eat there. So the Sikh heard this, turned to the Ghazi, took him. The servant of the Ghazi was there as well. He was hungry, so he got up. He wanted to eat. And they all went then to Kola's residence. When the Ghazi and the servant got there, uh, there's already a seat set up for him. A servant had guided the Ghazi there to sit down who was looking around and he was amazed at what he saw and the treatment he was receiving. He, he looked around, he kind of recognized the spot as being a residence of a Turk, like it kind of gave him that impression. And he was thinking, oh man, Guru Hargobind himself has sorted out my dinner. This is going to be a treat. And that's how 
chapter 23 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Rustam Khan is going to react when he sees his daughter is the one that brings him the food. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Manglech Earn Patreon page. Oh,